0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, ladies and germs, to another edition of the World of Fandom Podcast. It's been a hot minute. It has been almost two full months, but we are back, I guess, with season two, Andrew? Is that the way to... I mean, we did like 11 cool. episodes, which is a weird number for a season.
1: We'll call it a season. Right. I think that's good. We're like a Stranger Things, right? We'd put out 11 episodes, and then we go on hiatus for a bit, and then we come back, Yeah, and we're better than ever.
0: Well, we'll go with that. Um, of course, we love interacting with you guys. If you haven't followed us over on social media, we will be back in bigger and better strides. So make sure you follow us over on Twitter, at, world, or at Pod Fandom, because we love talking with you guys about everything that is, of course, TV, comics, movies, video games, and so much more. And uh, 2021 is off to an interesting start. Uh, Andrew, how's your 2021 been so far? Jeez, I'm
1: telling you, 2021 <laughs> is this 2020 with bangs. At this point, I think, it
0: is. I think I saw um, someone, you know, without going into too much um, uh, political stuff, because I don't like talking about politics, but when, like, the stuff happened in January with the Capitol, it said, like, mm-hmm. J- it was January second, 6th, and everyone's like, I see what you did there, December 37th, 2020. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's how it feels. It just feels like a constant, like, like what was... um? Did you Did you watch Doug?
1: Yes, uh, a bit, but did, not too much.
0: There was an episode where... He was Quail Man, and he slowed down the Earth's rotation to create another day of the week. And I'm like, yeah, it feels like that for, like, fucking two months in 2020. Like, mm-hmm. they just, it's uh, brings, lousy smarch weather.
1: That brings back a, a, a fantastic episode of DuckTales to my memory. Mm-hmm. Did you watch DuckTales? Oh, yeah. There was an episode where Huey, Dewey, and Louie, this is the old school, the 90s one, not the new one. New when one's Huey, good, though, Huey, though too. And Louie, Oh, it's really good. Huey, Dewey, and Louie wanted to buy a bike, but they couldn't get the bike because they didn't have their allowance. So what they did is they, they fucked with Scrooge to make him think that it was a day later in the week. And because no one wanted to, like, argue with Scrooge, his entire employee staff pretended it was that day. And <laughs> like- the whole entire, like, town decided to make it that day. I think it was, like, it had to be Friday, so it was really Thursday. Like Wednesday, That's genius. And then the funny thing is, is because of that they couldn't get the bike because the sale was no longer. I don't know, but anyways,
0: (laughs) it's like it's like that clip from The Office.
2: Yeah, it's like
0: Michael ate a whole family-style chicken pot pie, and he's been asleep for two hours. So we're gonna rotate all the clocks to five p.m. (laughs) Yeah, that's how twenty (laughs) twenty one kind of feels right now. Oh yes, I fucking love the office. So, so uh, this one actually normally me and Andrew. Um are kind of like we kind of go over there's there's no notes in this show, let's let's be fair here. Um and we kind of we free we kind of free ball, we freestyle, <sighs> you know. Um but we usually know generally what the theme is or what we're gonna talk about but we into this. But this one is completely on Andrew. So no pressure. Uh but this, this entire episode is hinging on Andrew Cutter's uh idea, philosophy, success. No pressure.
1: Oh, okay. Don't build it up more than what it is. I don't know what it is! Okay, well, listen. Let me tell you. (laughs) I have a fun activity that I think we'll all enjoy. It involves a thing that Connor and I have bonded over the most, and that is professional wrestling. All right. Connor, what is one of the most asked questions among uh, fans of wrestling? One of the biggest debates that fans have. Let's see if you can guess it.
0: How big is Batista's dick?
1: Nope, I, I nope, I don't think I've ever debated that. Although, I mean, we can always talk to Melina, I'm
0: sure she can tell us, right? <laughs> um, I would say either greatest of all time. It's gonna be like something along the lines like either like I'm just gonna throw a bunch of them like greatest of all time, greatest pay per view of all time, greatest match of all time, greatest WrestleMania.
1: Okay, so I'll stop you there because you already got it. Okay. One of the biggest debates is who is the greatest wrestler of all time? Okay. Right? And this is what I would say. Mm -hmm. There is no greatest wrestler. Correct. It's impossible to pick one person. But what if we can pick more than one person? Okay. This is what I have planned. All right. I have a list of 25 wrestlers that I have put into a tier of five tiers. And we are going to discuss these wrestlers, probably not as much on the lower tiers, but of course on the higher tiers. And the general philosophy is is that there's not much space in between uh, someone at number 10 and someone at number 5 or number at 10 or whatever like that, right? I would say that the people that I picked for the five in Tier 1, the five people I picked in Tier 1 could Tier 1. Could okay. tier one basically could be the greatest wrestler of all time. There's a debate that could be done with all of them. Okay. So I think it would be good to talk about them in individual tiers. Okay. And then when we get to the last five, the five wrestlers that I would say are the five greatest wrestlers of all time mm-hmm. could easily be number one. Mm-hmm. I will tell you why I think they could, and I will tell you why that they're not definitively number one.
0: I think we all know who your number one is.
1: Well, there's no number one right okay there's five people Yep. and i'll even i'll even I'll, I'll mix it around who i talk about because they're in no particular order right okay i mean it, so we'll get things started yep and you'll see what i'm talking about okay but when i talk about a particular tier yep that's just it, it's there's no order to it it's just these okay. five people i would say are on the same level okay i do want to throw a disclaimer out there let's talk about the elephant in the room which is a tough topic to talk about okay and that is Chris Benoit. Yep. For all intents and purposes, Chris Benoit would normally be on this list. But because of the atmosphere and the situation and his passing yep. and what had happened, yep. for I just, I personally am not putting him on the list. And it's tough because you, more than anyone, know how much of a fan I was of Chris Benoit. Yeah. Um, he was one of my favorite of all time. But me personally, I can't get past what happened. No, I, so. I don't.
0: I don't blame you, and and I'm not. Jo- you know, he's not joking, folks. Like I would say, arguably, for Andrew growing up, we were wrestling fans at the same time. I think Chris was like, like your number two. Like he if, was. if he wasn't, if he no jo- all joking aside, like we knew who your number one was clearly. <laughs> yep. But he was yep. like. Yeah, I I was going to say, I was just thinking about this now, like he was almost always your number two, um, with some exceptions, but but, you know, but okay. So we're, so we're doing, so let me just make sure I got this right. So we got 25 wrestlers, five tiers, but those tiers are in order, right? Uh, yeah. So gotcha
1: five that are in tier one. I would say those five, I would say are without a doubt
0: the top five.
1: Yes. They're the ones that would be in, yeah, they would all be Tom Brady. (laughs)
0: okay so 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 basically what you're saying is like uh tier five would basically be 21 through 25 uh tier four would be and again we're not putting these in specific order but we're doing like you know um what would it be it would be 16 to 20 would be tier four uh tier three would be wrestlers you think are between um what is it 11 and 15 and then tier two would be six through ten, and then tier one would be one through five. Is what you're trying Basically. to do? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, and of course, the whole fun of this is you just reacting to it. Okay. And this is this is my thoughts. Yep. Um, last thing I just want to say out there, this is going to encompass all the wrestlers that are primarily active or were active in the United States. I don't watch New Japan wrestling. I don't watch wrestling outside the United States. Shame on me. I've seen some, but I know there's some legends over in Japan. But I'm not going to include them just because I, I it, it would be at the surface for me to do so.
0: Yep. All right. Fair enough.
1: Okay. So let's start things off.
0: You're like step this one, Kazuji Okada.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, um, tier five. Okay. Okay. So. Um, I'm going to throw out some people in quick reaction. I'm writing. Ru- I'm
0: writing all these down too. By the way,
1: okay. So I can. Um, one of the only people on the list that has never achieved the WWE Championship. Yep. Roddy Roddy Piper. Piper needs to be on the list. Okay. Fantastic. Heel. Yep. Um, amazing. Right. Another person is Dusty Rhodes. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's lower on the list, and a lot of people would put him higher in a higher tier. Um, but I would say Dusty run in WWE was not what it should have been, and that's why I'm putting him a little bit lower. Um, Edge, fantastic superstar. Mm, wow. He held the WWE, one of the people that held the WWE during, you know, the earlier 2000s and even coming back now. Um, I would say Edge has contributed so much to the WWE, so he, he needs to be on there for year five. Okay. Um, Rob Van Dam. Um, I was debating on whether or not to put Rob Van Dam or a couple other people, primarily some WCW people on here, but I would say that very few people held ECW and to such a high standard and represented ECW quite like Rob Van Dam, and although his WWE run was kind of cut short for fucking stupid reasons, Rob Van Dam was a worker among workers. And the last in Tier 5 Another person that never had the WWE title, but honestly, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, the late, great Owen Hart. My favorite of the hearts, right? Everyone loves Brett. I've always been an Owen man. All right. So, those are my tier five. I don't know if you want to comment on them now, or if you want to wait. Um... I mean not would you move would you move anyone higher would you say I, I think I, I have to I, on list?
0: I think I have to wait to see where the rest of the tier, where where the other people fall in the tiers because I think that I would mostly agree with everything you said Now here here's the okay I guess the big question is mm-hmm. we're you, we're basing this off of, off of personal opinion as far as a wrestler
1: I was doing I would say 50% logically, this wrestler is here for this reason. I was trying to be unbiased in that fact, but I'm not going to lie. Uh, there's going to be personal...
0: personal well, yeah, obviously. I mean, this is your own personal list. Mm-hmm. So the, the reason I'm saying is because obviously you could say, like, yeah, Dusty's run in WWE was horrible. However, his contributions to the business in general are a completely different you know, conversation. But that's, what, that's uh-huh. the only reason why I asked. Um, yeah, I'd have to see where everybody else falls on the tier list because I have... One that I would probably put here unless you put him higher, but I have to listen to the rest.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, let's move on. All right. Uh, tier four. Yep. These are um, fantastic wrestlers who made a big impact in wrestling, but of course aren't quite as high as the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Yokozuno. Um, I know mm. not a lot of people would put him on the list, but I think him coming in at the time that he did, Mm-hmm. Being a monster and a big man that he was, mm-hmm. being the first from his Simone family to win the WWE championship. Yep. And just everything that he did for the company, um, he he's definitely on there. And he was such a good wrestler too. Fast, athletic for manhim size.
0: Did you see the documentary yet?
1: Yes, I did. Was it it good? was I thought it was really good. Right. I mean, WWE tends to uh,
0: No, their docs are usually pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, but anyways, Yokozuna. I right. would definitely put him up there. Did and you... I would have put him up there even before the documentary. All right. Okay. Yep. Uh, next, the Ultimate Warrior. Uh Ultimate Warrior is uh, one of the quintessential early nineties, late eighties wrestlers. No one can deny the impact that he had. Um and Warrior, of course, having one of the most memorable WrestleMania moments of all time. I think the only reason why Warrior is not higher is because Warrior never got, after that moment at WrestleMania, Warrior never amounted to much more than that. Yep. Right? So nothing against him. I love Warrior, but that's why he's a little bit lower. Right. Mankind, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, whatever you want to call him, he's on the list too. All right. Um, And, of course, Mankind, hardcore legend, two-time WWE champion. Um, I I would say Foley's biggest contribution to the company and to the business is the fact that he elevated so many stars, like Undertaker, who was already at a, a different league, but his matches with Mankind were amazing. The stuff he did with Rock was legendary. And towards the tail end, what he did with... You know, Triple H, and then even after retirement with Edge and Orton, he elevated everyone he worked with. Right. So, um, next on the list, see, now when we're talking about Orton, I would put Orton there. Um, Orton is a great worker, especially today. Mm-hmm. Fantastic gimmick, really knows the psychology of wrestling, um, and he's had a ton of. T- ton of championships. The reason why I'm not putting him higher is Orton has never been the man. Right? Right. He's always had to contend with Batista, always had to contend with Cena. He's never been the man. And it's tough when you're healed to be the man, um, but True. that's yeah. why he's not higher. Right? Right. Um, and next is the late, great Eddie Guerrero. Um, Eddie, of course, is – and I, I, I'm missing Eddie more – Every day, because I've been going back and watching a lot of his matches. Um, Eddie Guerrero was one of the best fucking wrestlers. Like, he could have a fantastic match with everyone. And I think his WWE Championship run, uh, for as short as it kind of was, was one of the most memorable and emotional runs in WWE. And his work in WCW and in Japan, it goes without question. I think the only reason why I'm not putting him higher is, one, um... Eddie's had spotty points in his career where he's had to deal with his his demons and sadly, unfortunately, him passing away, he never got to reach I think his his pinnacle, right? As far as he went with the WWE championship, I think he could have got farther. Fair enough. Okay. Yep. Thoughts on that tier?
0: Ooh, this is getting harder now. Um I personally wouldn't put Warrior on there. You wouldn't. No. As in you wouldn't put him that low I'm, or I wouldn't, wouldn't put him, put him on the list, period. High. Okay. Personal preference. I'm not a fan of Warrior. Okay. Just there there's a lot of you, I'm not saying every I, I'm not saying that everything you said is wrong. You are correct. The mm-hmm. only thing that I really didn't like was the SummerSlam stick up. True. True, and um, I think that re- the company like whitewashed him for like the Hall of Fame, and just I think that's you know they're seeing through rose tinted you know rose covered glasses and in a lot of aspects. Right. So I'm not a fan of Warrior. I would put somebody else in that spot. I don't think you're gonna put this. Well, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'll, I'll wait to see if he's in because I'm guessing if the person I'm thinking of that you have, he's either gonna be in tier three or tier two. So I want to see if he's <laughs> if he shows up in there.
2: Okay,
1: that's fair enough. Cool. Um, okay, next is tier three. Uh, let's start things off mm-hmm. with Sting. Sting, okay. the icon, the legend, yep. uh, probably one of the few WCW guys I have on here. Um, Sting, of, yeah, well, yes, of course. But yeah. uh, I think the only reason why I don't have Sting higher is in my own personal opinion, Sting not going to the WWE after WCW was a big mistake. Um, I, I don't know
0: about that. I think that was actually a, the, one of the smartest moves he could have done.
1: Well, I think him going and being gone so long and coming back, I just think he he missed so many opportunities to work with so many people. And I mean, that I'll agree missed, with. And he missed opportunities to cement himself. Sting will always be a great wrestler but I will never say he's one of the best wrestlers. Okay. And that's And I think that's a good reason why. Yep. Um, after Sting, or just in general, yep. Bruno San Martino.
2: Ooh. How can we
1: have a list about the greatest wrestlers of all time if we don't have a list of the most successful WWE champion of all time? All right. Eight-time champion, four-time yep. uh, – I mean, eight-year-long eight, eight title reign. <laughs> yeah. Four-year-long title reign. I mean, San Martino's – uh, excellence goes without question. The only reason why I wouldn't put him higher is San Martino worked with a lot of great guys from his time, but they weren't the Ric Flair's. They weren't the Hulk Hogan's. They weren't the HBK's. Right, right. right. So that's why I wouldn't put him higher. Um, next on the list is... Uh, it's going to be tough, but John Cena, right? I think it goes without any question. that. Why I'm was that tough? Of- yeah. Because uh, I'm, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of John Cena, but I don't hold it against John Cena. I, and we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. I just think John Cena was rushed a little too quickly and was not handled as well as he could have been and should have jobbed a little bit more for some people. In oh, yeah. Well, i not disagree with that. To get the new uh, talent going. But he. Here's the thing with John Cena. Yep. The reason why he's not higher okay. is one is John Cena has not had as memorable matches as some other wrestlers. I can think of maybe two or three matches that stick out in my head as John Cena having memorable matches, but I wouldn't say that many. Number two is that everything he's done has been the same from point A to point B after winning the title from JBL it's the same John Cena all the way up till now. He's never reinvented. He's never changed. Like is he, he, is just, it's been bland. Okay. So that's my opinion on him. Again, I'll give credit where credit's due. He held the company on his back. So that's, that says something. Um, and a good worker too. Um, uh, next Kurt angle, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, one of the best damn wrestlers and one of the, quickest wrestlers of all time to mm-hmm. win the trade. Um, I love Kurt Angle to death. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, Kurt Angle's rise is almost unmatched by very few. Like, Lesnar probably had a quicker rise. Mm-hmm. but um, And Kurt Angle had done great things in TNA too. Uh, the yeah. reason why I'm putting Kurt Angle lower on this list, and you're not going to agree with me on this, but Maybe he will, right? As good as his stuff in TNA was, and as good as it was that he went and kind of made a name for himself, I I, I truly think that if he stayed with WWE, and of course he had a bunch of demons he was dealing with and a bunch of other stuff he was dealing with, and he wasn't getting time off, but I think he would have done more in WWE than he did in TNA. I think he would have had more to his legacy than if he went to TNA. I know you may not agree with me on that,
0: no, it's not that I don't agree. That's that's a tough call, um, yeah. because I mean, obviously, it's a giant what-if scenario, um, mm-hmm. and plus, remember where Kurt was at when he when he left. You know, not not just the he was like popping pills like crazy and doing this, but he was an ECW, and you know, um, hmm, I have to think about that one. But good tough. Well, so in
1: contrast, right? This is someone who I think did their career the way Kurt Angle should have. And the next on my list for this tier is, again, one of my favorites, Chris Jericho. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Chris Jericho, first Undisputed Champion. He's been everywhere. Um, Jericho needs to be in the contention as one of the best wrestlers. Can't disagree Um, with that. I mean, his accolades go without without, uh, any question. And um, what he's been doing in AEW has been great um putting all you know beer belly jokes aside that a lot of people have been giving i think jericho has really contributed a lot to that company um and jericho has also been one of the most reliable wrestlers in terms of i can't even think of when jericho has ever had an injury like a serious one that's kept him off the roster for a long time and Jericho constantly reinvents himself—from the isotola of rock and roll that's true, to the, yep. the, the larger-than-life living legend, undisputed champion, to the best in the world, to having his list, to late champion. He is constantly reinventing himself. Mm-hmm. So Jericho, he's he's got to be on the he's got to be in the the talk.
0: Okay. Yeah. So far, so good. i all, all valid people here. Okay.
1: Let's move on to tier two. Yep. These are the greats of wrestling, but not quite in the <laughs> okay. top tier. Okay. Yep. Triple H. Okay. Right. Um, Triple H is—I mean, what can you say about him? Right. He's—he's like he's the game. Um, I think the reason why I wouldn't put Triple H in the top top tier is um, similar to a lot of other people. He's never been the man. He's been a fantastic heel. He's held the company together at some points, but he's never been truly the biggest draw. No one really went to a WrestleMania or whatever to see Triple H, with the exception of maybe WrestleMania 18, and even then it was dwarfed by Hogan. Um, he could pull numbers, there's no doubt, but I think he was always overshadowed by someone else. Correct, whether it be Rock, Austin, Cena, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, the excellent list. One of my favorite and gives the best promos in WWE, Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, okay, there we go. Macho Man, oh my God. Every time we play D&D, we always end (laughs) it by watching Macho Man promos. You know, fun fact,
0: fun fact, did you know that one time that Macho Man Randy Savage was, uh, they found um, traces of blood in his cocaine system?
2: (laughs) Woo
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Macho Man is just crazy with his promos and they made no sense and I love them. Yep. But putting all that aside, mm. Macho Man was an amazing wrestler. Yes. Athletic, gifted. His matches with you know, like Ricky Steamboat and even with Warrior, and even when he went over WCW, he always performed. Macho Man's only reason why he's not higher is he lived during the time of Hogan. And he right. was always in the shadow of Hogan. And I think, and not necessarily by Hogan's design, right? I think just always being behind Hogan stunted him from being more fair. But I mean, yeah, I mean, but, he did better
0: than Warrior, that's for sure. Yep,
1: Andre the Giant.
0: Uh, oh, all right, Andre. You want a peanut? Do I have
1: to say anymore, Andre the Giant. Nope. <laughs> Motherfucking Andre. Um, Wouldn't anyone like a peanut? Next are two people that were tough not putting in the higher tear. But first is Shawn Michaels.
0: Whoa! Um, yep. You put Shawn in number. D- wow. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Shawn
1: Michaels is an amazing, probably one of the most gifted wrestlers wow. of all time. Okay. Can cut promos. Can do about anything you need him to do. Um, and these are going to be kind of some people are going to not like these reasons, but my reasons for not putting Shawn higher is. One is Sean was a problem backstage, mm-hmm. and while a lot of us as fans usually don't get to feel the problems from backstage, sometimes we do. And like Sean losing his smile, like mm, did he really injure himself? Like there's a question that goes with that. So I'm I'm sure backstage Sean could have affected front uh, main yeah. stage Sean. Yeah. Number two is. Again, I don't think Shawn ever had the position of being the man. He may have had the title, but his title runs weren't that long. They weren't as uh, as great as some other people. And his WrestleMania matches were great, but I wouldn't call him Mr. WrestleMania, right? Him versus Hammer and Hart was fantastic. Him versus Razor Ramon. Him versus Take All Those Times. Him versus Chris Jericho and him versus uh, Kurt Angle, all fantastic matches. But honestly, I really can't say the rest were as good. right. right. And lastly, obviously, he was plagued with injuries during the late 90s. I think that period where he was gone, which I think was good for him as a person because he got a lot of shit straight, I think that four-year period where he was off, I, I mean, it just... He missed out on a lot. Yeah, yeah. he was commissioner. Yeah, he kind of showed up for a referee match every once in a while. But in my personal opinion, right, that's one of the reasons why he's not. So, okay. again, disagree with me, that's fine. But I mean, people are gonna have to fight me for the next person. Brett the Hitman Hart.
0: I had a feeling Brett was gonna be here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I love Brett. Uh, just like Sean, he's one of the best technical wrestlers. Can really tell a story with a match. I think that's important being able to tell a story with a match is very important and I think Brett despite what people say is actually really good on the mic he's just different on the mic Um, and he he was the man for WWE for a short time during the 90s I think the thing that keeps me from putting Brett higher is the fact that his career ended so badly in addition to that he should have never went to WCW because that really halted him from really reaching what I think could have been apex of wrestling, right? Um, WCW did not know how to use him. They did not put him in good matches in the beginning. Like, it should have been him and Hogan, him versus the NWO, first thing, right? But it wasn't. And I think ultimately from 98, what was it, 98? 98, 98 onwards, it just it wasn't good for Brett
2: okay
1: okay so here is tier one yeah
0: tier one i have at least three i think i know
1: yeah um and this is in no particular order but i will i think it's easy (laughs) to describe why these wrestlers should be the best but i'm also going to tell you why i can't say they're definitively the best why they hold the spot with the other four okay Let's start things off with Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Um, Hulk Hogan was wrestling yep. in the no 80s. No argument there. Yep. None at all. And wrestling would not be, not just WWE, but wrestling would not be where it was if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan. Mm. He's had fantastic WrestleMania matches. He's had fantastic matches in WCW. He's uh, held long luxurious title reigns. He's, he's, he's done it all, right? A couple reasons why I wanna put Hogan definitively at number one. Number one, Hogan's not really a good wrestler. <laughs> he's a very basic wrestler. Like people shit on John Cena for having five moves to Doom. I mean, Hollywood Hulk Hogan in a world where we had people like Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Steamboat and all these other people doing a lot more. Mm-hmm. Hogan was really getting away with the bare minimum. I mean,
0: he really I mean he, he was told never leave your feet when <laughs> he was wrestling, so it's like, I mean, come on.
1: I get it, but yep. I mean he could he could throw more than just a headlock and a waving of the finger. So right. I would say that. Okay. Number two, and this is kind of an odd thing, but I think Hulk Hogan politicking and never doing the job, and he never really did the job really hurt him being a true mentor or lasting imp- impression on wrestling. And this was more in WCW, but yeah. someone did a video. I think, it, I think it was What Culture? Could be wrong. It could be uh, So I forget. But they did every single loss that uh, Hulk Hogan's ever had, and they rated it from, like, legit loss to Hulk Hogan trying to save face kind of thing. And there were only two losses that they put down as legit losses. And you know what they are, right? They're Ultimate Warrior and they're The Rock. Every other loss has some kind of weird thing where it's Holy shit, in. yeah, you're right. So Hogan just never really did the job enough. Every time he lost the title, there was always some fucking screwy shit with it. So I think Hogan's politicking is an example of where the stuff backstage ultimately negatively affected the, the the front end, yep. right? So I think that's why Hogan can't be number one. Okay. Okay? Taker. Yep. He's on this list. Yep. There's no denying Taker's career. Um, I think Taker has made a lasting impression. And not only that, I don't think there's any th- – this is a bull thing. I don't think there's any wrestler, with the exception of maybe Ric Flair, who eats, breathes, and sleeps the wrestling – more than Mark Elway, more than the Undertaker, the guy didn't know how to fucking just leave. I mean, he, he he kept on chasing that dragon. And to be honest, I know he'll say that AJ Styles match is okay way to leave, but I'm sure he probably would have wanted to leave differently. I'm sure he's just Nothing tired good.
0: at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I mean,
1: exactly. I mean, it, it would take a full year for him just to work twenty minutes. But regardless, right? <sighs> Taker is one of the best. Um, Reasons why I wouldn't say Taker is definitively the best. Taker's never had... Taker's had a couple good WWE title runs, but never had a fantastic one, right? Right. His first one was only like a couple days. But uh, putting all that aside, I think the only run that I would really put as one of his best runs is he had a world title run, which was pretty good when he was the world champion. Not the WWE, but the world champion. Right. So he's, he's never really had one of those good runs. I would never say that he was definitively the man of the company. He was always one of the big, big top-tier wrestlers. He was always a draw and an attraction, but but he was never an Austin. He was never Hogan. He was never – he was he was always there. He was a backbone, but he was never the muscles. Um, that can be debated, right? But that's why I would say Taker's not definitively Fair enough. number one. Let's get my boy, Rock, out of the way.
0: Yep. <laughs> Let's do him right
1: now. Uh, Rock is, without a doubt, one of the best draws for all wrestling. He's my favorite wrestler. No questions Fantastic there. Fantastic on the mic. Uh, and Rock is actually a great technical wrestler, if you look at it. Yeah, I've been doing a thing where I'm going back and watching every single Rock match and every single Rock promo that I can watch on the network. And right now, I'm right before WrestleMania 15. So I've seen the evolution for Rocky Maivia. All the way up, and I've seen his whole career. Rock has a really good style. It's just kind of more of a traditional style. Mm -hmm. But he's a fantastic wrestler, and he's had some of the best matches of all time, right? Mankind, I Quit Match, Hogan at WrestleMania, the three awesome matches. Like, he's done some fantastic work, and he was one of the pillars of the Attitude Era. The two reasons why I wouldn't put Rock at number one is he's never had a great WWE Championship run. Right? right? He's The only one I would say was pretty decent was his fifth one, the one he won at King of the Ring, and he lost that No Mercy to Kurt Angle. I think it was No Mercy. That run was pretty good. And while he may have had good matches in all his championship runs, he's never had a long, healthy championship run. Okay. So even though he's been, I think, a time champion, and two time WCW champion. He's never had long title runs. Number two is in the seven years we had Rock, we had gold, but it was only seven years. In an age where we're seeing wrestlers go for 15, 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if Rock, and it's great he went to Hollywood, but imagine if Rock stayed for another three or Jesus. another four or five. Like, or you if he came back definitely. and
0: did like a Shawn Michaels thing.
1: Exactly, right? Imagine if Rock came back in 2011 and he stayed until 2015.
0: Holy crap. Right?
1: The Rock could have done more with his wrestling career, but, you know, admittedly, making more money doing acting as opposed to wrestling, I would take acting too. So I think those are the two reasons why I can't say Rock is definitively number one. Okay? Fair enough. Right? Ric Flair. Woo. Ric Flair needs to be in the talk for best wrestlers of all time. Hmm. 18-time champion, right? Yep. He's had a fantastic career. Um, he's, he's the winner of what I consider the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Some people might debate that, but I really do think that Ric Flair's Royal Rumble was the best. Um, and, I mean, wrestling would not be where it was without him. Um, incredible worker, willing to do whatever job needed to be done. Um, It's tough to give a reason why Ric Flair is not number one, but in my opinion, and this is kind of a lot of people would say maybe this may not be a good reason, but I'll say this. I think Ric Flair came to the WWE too late, right? I would have liked to see Ric Flair in the WWE in the 80s when he was in his 30s. I would have liked to see him younger in the WWE because when he came, he was in his 40s, and he had some good runs, right? He had the title twice. He did some great matches, and then he left and went to WCW. And when he came back again, he was in his 50s, and he had some good matches here and there. I think the high – and a lot of people won't agree with me on this. One of my favorite Ric Flair matches was him and Taker at 18. I know a yeah. lot of people are like, well, that was uh, that's when he was shaky. But, like, I just don't think he's ever had – the run in WWE. He's had the run everywhere else. NWA, no, that's, WCW. That's, yeah, you're
0: right on that. Yep. Yep. It never, it never create. It never quite reached the same level it could have with the same person.
1: He, yep. And here's the thing, right? When it comes down to it, when you're talking about wrestling, if you and you, we can all talk about NWA and WCW and ECW and AEW, uh, AEW and TNA and all these wrestling companies, but there is no more powerful and important company than WWE. Mm. Love it or hate it, whether it's good or bad right now, it is the company. Mm -hmm. And in order for you to be the greatest of all time, in my opinion, you need to have something with that company, right? So next is Austin. Yep. Right, a lot of people are probably going to be saying, "Well, Andrew, how can you justify Austin is not number one? Biggest, without a doubt, biggest wrestler of the Attitude Era, biggest drawer of the Attitude Era. A great wrestler, a great technical wrestler. Right? They kind of tur- told him to become a brawler, but like go back when he was the ringmaster. Like he could fucking wrestle, and he was good at it. Yep. And Austin's had so many memorable matches. The three matches with Rock, the match with Bret Hart." Like all the matches throughout his wrestling career at WWE, WWE, and even his WCW runs, right? It was kind of shitty towards the end, but he had a pretty decent run as a U.S. champion. Like he's done everything in wrestling, so why do I say that he is in the talks? He's on the Mount Rushmore, but he's not number one definitively. A couple reasons. First and foremost, I think Austin peaked at WrestleMania 15. And I don't think he ever reached the level of popularity or the level of effectiveness after WrestleMania 15. I think a lot of other wrestlers were starting to come up and take the sunshine away from him, like The Rock, like Triple H. And I don't think he ever quite got the, the, the lightning in the bottle that he had beforehand. Because if you look at him, when he came back, right, other than the WrestleMania 17 match with Rock, And that run leading up to WrestleMania 17, and maybe the rap—I mean, my favorite match of all time, Rock Austin 3 at WrestleMania 19. I mean, his matches weren't fantastic. His runs weren't fantastic. The only thing I really think was good was the two-man power trip. Mm -hmm. Like him and during the alliance was kind of silly. Like heel Austin just didn't work the way it should have. Like I don't think Austin ever reached. What he should have been and I know Austin was dealing with a lot of personal problems, you know, take your ball and go home Scenario. Yeah, so I think that also hurt his momentum with wrestling And of course the injuries and him having to retire when he did Austin had actually Austin came to WWE in 1995 and he left in 2003 So he's had one more year over the rock technically, so it's kind of a short wrestling in WWE career Um, so I would say that. I would say Austin losing that momentum really fucking hurt him. And number two, and this is a really weird reason to say, but Austin was not present during the greatest year in professional wrestling, which was 2000. The year 2000, in my opinion, was the best year of wrestling. It is when WWE was at its peak McMahon-Helmsley era, and Triple H, just going with it, Big Show was actually pretty good, like, it was a fucking fantastic year, and Austin was not part of it. So, those are the reasons why I would say Austin can't be definitively number one. He had a great first part of his career with WWE, but after 1999, I just wasn't feeling it quite as much. And that is my list. Thoughts and opinions.
0: So, here's my, here I, I was I was taking a couple of notes here and just kind of categorizing it. And, and honestly, for the most part, um, I would have, as far as the people on your list, I pretty much agree with you as far as just who's on there. There's only mm-hmm. two people I would, three people I would, nah, two, no, two, two people I would take out. Okay. Um, let me just make sure I have this right here. I would definitely take out Ultimate Warrior. Mhm. And Yokozuna. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Three and Andre.
1: Really? It's, you take Andre
0: out? I would take Andre out. It's nothing against. It's nothing that I hate Andre the Giant. It's just I think that his contributions to the business were more around, like, I think Hogan was it. Okay. If you think about it, right? I mean, n- not to not to belittle him, I know that he was, he was, how um, do I say this the right way without being offensive? <laughs> it's not that we don't appreciate Andre's contributions to the business, but really the big definitive thing that he did was put Hogan over.
2: Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So,
0: so that's kind of and i'm just re- rearranging these things right now because I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the hell i put some of these people and um let me just give me one second while i just get my list here finalized but uh on a fly here and i think i'll put him yeah i'll put him there um okay so here is my rapid fire list you ready Okay. rapid fire first off the mountie second of all uh papa shango Repo Man, the Berserker. Shame um, on you. <laughs> Damien Demento Kazarni Disco Inferno Heidenreich. I was trying Shame to think. the the the, the the goon <laughs> Glacier Shame on you. What?
1: Yeah, you know, well the second you say repo man it validates <laughs> any joke you're saying.
0: Eugene. Eugene Dude,
1: Eugene was undefeated for a while.
0: He was. How about um <laughs> Mantar? Oh, dude,
2: come
0: on. Okay, 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 okay. All right. <clears throat> so first we had Mr. America. No, I'm kidding. Um so it might hey,
1: Typically he's on the list.
0: I mean, he is. Tier 5 I would keep the same. Uh the only person oh. I would change is I would get I would remove Dusty Rhodes and replace it with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Okay, I, I think I think Steamboat had while he didn't have the best run in WWE he still had a very decent one especially with the intercontinental title and of course the now infamous match with him and Savage at Wrestlemania 3 that a lot of people said was the greatest in ring match of all time at that, that show um, so I think Steamboat at least gets recognition there plus he had fucking killer matches with Flair in the NWA so it's like you know again not the best run in WWE but better than some especially with where he was in the position he was. Um, A person's name that I thought was going to be on this list that I'm surprised wasn't is in my tier four. So tier four, I would also keep Randy Orton. Um, He's actually the only one I would keep in that same tier. My tier four would be, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Orton and Mankind I kept. I would have Randy Orton, (coughs) Mankind, Mm -hmm. Dusty Rhodes would go in here just because I think he's just a little bit higher. um i also put jake the snake roberts Mm. i put him in tier four just because again personal preference it's him and piper are very similar in a lot of ways to me um but that's just personal preference i think jake's performances were a little bit better although i could probably easily switch out jake and piper just because piper has been more bigger name uh but the name that i'm surprised i didn't see on your list was mr perfect yeah i was struggling I thought for sure he was going to make your list. Mm,
1: I, it was between him and RVD. I'm going to be honest. When I was making this list, it was between the two of them. And Mister Perfect has. And you know what the thing is? I don't think Perfect ever, ever got the run he should have. He should have had the title. He should have agreed. He he, he should have main evented a WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, he was a fantastic wrestler. Has a win over Brock Lesnar, by the way. Let's just. Let's just make note of that. If you don't know that, he actually has a win over Brock Lesnar.
0: Um, yep, who's also on my list. He's in Tier 3.
1: Yes. So Lesnar, I didn't put on the list. And the reason why is despite how good Lesnar is, he was gone for so long. And it was mm-hmm. hard for me to want to put he, – he did a lot in his two two years? With one year? No, two years. Two. With um, WWE in the beginning. Yep. But I think that gap of, what was it?
0: Eight oh, years, God, nine yeah, years?
1: yeah. Something like that, yeah. It was just too much.
0: And- well, the thing is, I see Lesnar and... Um, I saw Lesnar and Kurt very similarly. Not, mm-hmm. not not, by much. I think Angle did more, obviously. has more accolades to him. But as far as performance and impact, I, I saw Lesnar and Kurt on a very similar wavelength. Um, mm-hmm. But I would put Kurt, if we were going to do numbers here, Kurt would be above Brock. But I think it would be like maybe one, maybe two spots. But I put, so, in my just to recap, Tier 5 would be Roddy Piper, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Edge, RVD, and Owen Hart. So I kept most of your okay. Tier 5 the same. My Tier 4 would be Mr. Perfect, Mankind, Slash McFoley, Randy Orton, Jake Roberts, and Dusty Rhodes. Okay. My Tier 3 would also be, um, I kept Sting, Cena, and Angle. I replaced, um, I replaced two others. So I put Brock Lesnar. I put Eddie Guerrero here. Okay. And Eddie, again, his career was insane. I, I, I get where I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but like, I think I hate to say this out, you know, but I think you're right in terms of like when you were talking about the Undertaker Ric Flair match. It's one of those things you didn't appreciate at the time, and then looking back at hindsight, it's like, wow. So I think Eddie definitely falls. That's why I put them up a little bit higher. But yeah, I put Angle and Brock like really close to each other in my in my mind, just because I feel like they are very similar in a lot of ways. That's just me though. Yeah. Um Tier Two might surprise the hell out of you. Okay. Uh Tier Two I put um I put trip I put um not tri- I actually I didn't put Triple H on here at all. I put um Brett uh oh, I put him on twice. <laughs> Why the hell did I put that person on <laughs> twice? No, no. Um I did not Bert. I put Bret Hart here, uh like you did, but I did triple mm-hmm. I did triple H Bret Hart, Jericho I put here. Okay. Um I also put Hogan and Savage in the same pile.
1: Oh Interessante. The
0: the reason being is because Yes, I'm not saying that again, it's it's much like Brock and, and um an angle. Hogan's clearly above Savage. But I don't think Savage is much further behind him. Like it's obviously that's behind him, but I don't think it's as much as you think.
1: Is it he, like a Goku and Vegeta kind of thing? Yes.
0: Yes it is. That's exactly how I see it. Like okay. like Rock and Austin kept switching, I think, yeah, and it was the same thing like that. angle and Brock nearly the same kind of like career strength. Hogan and Savage Hogan was clearly the front runner, but I think Savage was like a hair or two behind him. I don't think he was as behind as people think he was. um that's just me though, that's my opinion. so I put Hogan and Savage in the same tier. My top tier is more or less the same as yours. The only difference is replace switch Hogan and Sean. So you have Taker, obviously. Flair, Austin Rock, all the same. But I put Sean up there just because I think while he wasn't the flag bearer of the company, I think that he put on some insane wrestling clinics that, I'll be fair, outshines his um, shitty personality. Mm. Shitty up
2: to a point. He eventually got better.
0: True, yeah. Shitty to an extent. Okay, well.
1: I'm glad that we're relatively in line. It's it's tough, right? Because it's tough to measure certain people by certain things and, and saying one is more than another. Like, as great as you could say one person is, like, Austin is the best. Well, what's he really, right? What, or are you just looking at the first half of his, his WWE career? Right. Or is Hogan really the man? Well, I mean...
0: Yeah, and, he- and we, we looked at different aspects of different things. That's the other part, too, mm-hmm. is that, so, you know tough call
1: yeah yeah so I figured a fun little exercise we can do for the start of season 2 hell yeah maybe some somewhere down the road maybe for season 3 we can do the tag teams
0: I do have Especially a que- I, I do have a question though that's not wrestling related though sure did you or have you been because we were talking for like an hour before we got on here um have you watched any any WandaVision no okay the only reason I ask that is because I know I know you're not more you're more of a DC than Marvel. Um, uh,
1: Didn't they have like some big hint that the Fantastic Four is coming or something?
0: There are so many goddamn Easter eggs; it's insane right now.
1: What, what's yeah. the big? Re- so here's the thing: people, yeah. listen. Nothing against Marvel. I right. just have very little motivation to watch WandaVision. I'll eventually watch it, probably when the se- season is done. I mean, it's but only nine it episodes. Like- so That's good. But wasn't there, like, some big reveal at the end of episode five or something?
0: Um. Yeah, so, spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, it's been over five days, so fuck it. Um, the What happened was, you know, you, you kind of know the premise, right? There, It's like it, Wanda and Vision are in the sitcom world. You have to kind of, like, figure out what's real and what's not and blah, blah, blah. But essentially, Evan Peters has showed up as Quicksilver. Oh, really? Yeah, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, the reason it's so kind of like wow, that's kind of weird, is because Evan Peters played Quicksilver in the Fox version of the character, uh, but now Marvel and Disney own that, so it's like this is this is getting kind of we- weirdly meta even for this show. Um, no, it's just it's it's I think you, I think you'll like it because. Even if you're not a huge Marvel fan and and don't like look for the Easter eggs, it's a fun mystery of like what the fuck is gonna happen, like what is going on here. I still don't know, and it, there's still no, and there's only four episodes left.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's the reason like I like they're it. Trying to open up the multiverse, basically.
0: Basically, um, yeah. but no, I was just curious if you had watched it at all yet. I was just interested to see your
1: No, um, you know what? I, I haven't had time. The only thing that I've been able to watch is I've been binging. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure.
0: I've heard good things is, about that show.
1: Oh, my God, dude, is... I would say, you know, when you talk about greatest anime of all time, and I know everyone has a different list. you throw Cowboy Bebop up there, you can throw stuff like uh, Dragon Ball, you know, even though it's kind of formulated, I mean, there's no denying it. I mean, Full Metal Alchemist, all these things that you can put up there, JoJo is definitely in there. It is such mm. an amazing show. And I would implore you to watch it First season is great, but it's definitely the weakest of the seasons. Second season is my favorite. Third is close second, but it's it's fantastic. That and whenever Christina and I get home at night, my wife, uh, for people that aren't Connor, um, we've been on a '90s stick, so we've been to, we've been binge watching Dawson's Creek like crazy, and boy, it is everything wrong with the '90s done
0: correctly (laughs) it's funny you say that because my daughter who's who's four now she uh we've been getting into the disney plus app and kind of just like there's so much in there and Mm -hmm. um she's she finds like random shows and random things and it recommends us random shows and random things and the one she's on is this it's a it's a it's called quack pack
1: Oh, I know Pack. It's when they tried to make them totally extreme.
0: Holy shit, is that show the fucking... Just, just look at the intro. If you look at the intro on YouTube, I'm like, this could not be any more 90s.
1: <laughs> Bro, you know what? So, two things. One, do you know what we watched? We watched a very goofy movie, the first goofy movie. The best. The one from yep. Goofy. Uh, oh, so 90s. But, a gift but trip. my youngest son, who's two and a half, Found the dinosaurs show on Disney Plus. Yep, that's now there like, now. I gotta watch oh, that. Oh yep.
0: my god, it's funnier yeah, than I remember nostalgia. it.
1: I remember the McDonald's toys that were associated with that. Oh my god,
0: so, you know, you, you I, know, there's two my favorite McDonald's. We're getting off topics at this point, but fuck it. No, that's fine. Um, two particular, um, two particular toys. That, actually, three particular toys I remember from McDonald's, uh, from the Happy Meal toys. One was the Inspector Gadget. Of course, yep. Um, the Halloween McNuggets.
1: I remember those, yes. with, with With the, uh, yeah, with, so. with the
0: trick-or-treat bucket?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was good. What was, the,
0: what was the third one I was going to was Oh, the transforming, like... Um, uh, Food? Yeah.
1: Like the steak that turns into... Yes! <laughs> Dude, so he makes a cameo in a short with Buzz Lightyear. He gets, like, trapped at a, you know... Disney version of McDonald's yep. and they break in. They bring in the steak transformer and I was so pleased to see him but yeah I remember that this, uh, dude back in the day McDonald's had some pretty diesel toys Yeah. and I, I, I mean we could do a whole podcast talking about them we shouldn't and we won't but, but we will um, but yeah I mean I see the we I don't like going to McDonald's for the kids but sometimes like when you need a quick and easy fix you could have Mickey D's and I see the toys that they send now, and they're just lackluster. No effort put in. Like, the little plushies that you clip on to stuff, dude, not good. Like no they, bueno. they were plastic
0: shit, but, I mean, like, we had better plastic shit back in, back yeah, in our day. Dude,
1: I don't know if you remember this. This was, like, probably when I was, like, 10 or 11, they had Halloween ones. So they had, like, Dracula, and you can turn a crank, and he pops out of the coffin. And they had... Frankenstein and a bunch of other stuff. I still have the Dracula figure
2: upstairs.
0: But the oh my god, the nuggets and the and the 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 plastic um fucking uh, trick or treat buckets were were my favorite. Like he had like the green one, and then he had like the the pumpkin. They were oh god, I'm actually Mm -hmm. looking at them now on Google while we're talking.
1: Yeah, dude, I miss the '90s. Thank God.
0: Maybe Mm -hmm. we should just make that a whole podcast podcast episode just talking about '90s shit.
1: Oh no, yeah. We Actually, do, there's, mean,
0: a, there's a YouTube video that I found of, like, 90s commercials, and we can do a reaction to that.
1: Definitely, 100%.
0: I'm down. Well, I think that's good for now. So uh, appreciate <laughs> you guys checking out another episode of the World of Fandom podcast. Appreciate y'all turning to Andrew. Any last-minute bits before we head on out?
1: Um, Not really. Oh, for those, um, side note, I know I've been talking about the Digimon card game a lot. Um, the release date has been moved to the 12th of February, but certain packs are showing up. I found one of the starter packs in, um, Target, the blue one, uh, with MetalGurumon. The great thing about the starter packs is they come with booster packs in it, and I was able to pull Godotl Omnimon on my first pack, so, uh, keep your eyes out if you want a good game that's coming out soon, and it's gonna be hot. it's, It's already got a good following behind it, but other than that, I have nothing be safe, have fun, stay out of trouble,
2: don't kill each other.
0: All that fun stuff. Peace and love. Take care, yeah. everyone, and as always,
2: take it easy.